worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, episode 37. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And if you don't know what that is, um, it's your morning poo, it's your afternoon poo, it is the poo that changes your life. It's the one you take before you're going out. It's that satisfying, amazing, get shit done conference call. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. Anyways, um, we're going to get into that a little bit today, but not too much. Um, Just to give you a quick recap, last week we spoke with Cam and Corey from uh, Freshly Fueled. That was a really fun podcast. Go check it out. We were talking about entrepreneurship. We were talking about meal prep and macros and why it's so important to um, really have uh, the foundation with your family and your life and your routine and you find out what's really important to you to figure out what really drives you in the long run. And they did such an amazing job. Go check it out. And also... What's new with me, you ask, or you don't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyways. So I go to Europe next Thursday. So I'm going to try and record that last podcast episode before I leave. What I'd like to do is have on a friend, we're going to be talking about um, the benefits of resistance training and why women won't really bulk by resistance training unless they're really prioritizing that, um, which, you know, typically women are not trying to bulk, but there is that stigma for weightlifting, making women bulky. So can't wait to debunk. What I wanted to talk about today is, are just a couple of things. I know this is similar to other podcasts that I've done, but we're going to get a little bit more specific here. So we're going to be talking about my jet lag plan for when I go to Europe on the 30th. We're also going to be talking about um, like kind of my current diet. And I hate saying we're just going to be talking about me, but I promise I'm going to make it relevant to everyone. And then we're going to be talking about one of my favorite sources of plant-based protein that typically doesn't get enough credit uh, if you have ever heard of it before. So wanted to touch on some different tricks for beating jet lag that I have not spoken about before. And if you want to get more specific about um, previous episodes that we have had about travel and how to stay regular and how to stay fit and healthy food options, that kind of thing, staying healthy mentally and physically, then you can refer to episode two or episode number 10. Um, Can't believe it goes that far back now, but either way. We are going to jump right into it and we're going to talk about how to like go ahead and anticipate jet lag because I'm a day person. I really am. I get, I like kind of lose my energy at night. I'm like full on, full blown while the sun is out. As soon as the sun is down, I'm like, hee hoo, hee hoo, like SpongeBob sleeping. And um, so I want to try and beat that because I want to have a good time in Europe. So what I'm actually going to try and do, I just got this magazine, actually an Airbnb magazine, and it's all about travel, which is amazing. They do a great job. Hashtag Airbnb, hashtag sponsor, hashtag please, please, please. So 
what I have seen and what makes a lot of sense actually, and I didn't really think about is, so I would say the average person drinks one to two cups of coffee per day, right? And if it's not coffee, then maybe it's tea or some type of caffeine. Um, some have, people have five. Some people, I used to have friends that would have eight shots of espresso in a day. I know actually Jessica Alba used to do that, but she got into it, out of it. Um, weird fun fact. But so I would probably say I have two cups of coffee per day. And at this point, I'm not sure if the coffee is doing anything, but I do know that it's, I like the ritual. I like the habit. And I know we've done podcasts. You can look back at it on how to minimize your caffeine throughout the day, but I'm going to be as bold as to say, I'm going to do no caffeine. Oh my God. What did she say? What'd she say? Did she really? Yes. Yes, she did. She is in me. I am going to try to not do caffeine three days leading up to my trip. So here's my plan. I know that my resistance or my tolerance for caffeine has gone super, super high. Um, I can have a lot. It really doesn't affect me. I feel like it's my diet and my lifestyle that allows me to sleep really well throughout the night. So, um, I have noticed actually last night I had weird dreams. I didn't sleep that well. And I think it's because I had a cup of coffee, I think around two 30. So that's kind of atypical for me. I don't really like that. It was a little late for me. So I was a little bit jacked all night. So, um, typically I won't have them past two o'clock, but so I did. And I noticed that like my body was still really tired, but I didn't sleep well. So what I'm going to do is I leave on a Thursday. So on Monday, just to like kind of get my week started, that kind of thing. Um, and I open on Monday, which is going to be hella early. Actually, it's not going to be that early because it's Memorial Day. That's awesome. Life-saving. So I'll probably have a cup of coffee then. But what I'm going to try and actually do that day is do... I'm going to go to Trader Joe's this weekend and get some decaf beans and some caffeinated beans. And I'm going to do half and half. So I'm going to still do the same amount of physical liquid, but I'm going to do half and half on Monday. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm going to do, she's going to attempt it, bold, no caffeine. And what I'll do is I'll do hot water with lemon in the morning. I will do, um, I'm going to try and do more like yoga based workouts so that my cortisol levels aren't super spiked. So I'm not going insane. Um, in the gym, I'm still going to be coaching my classes. I'm really excited about that, but I am going to be minimizing the amount of caffeine. So minimizing, um, a lot of like maybe my resistance training just on that Tuesday, but who knows? I'm, I'm probably going to end up having my same workouts, but, um, yeah, so I'm going to try and do that. Ben, uh, once I haven't had caffeine for a little while, usually it takes, it honestly can take your body depending on how fast you metabolize it. It can take your body 24 to 36 hours or so to actually have that caffeine all the way filtered out of you. So two or three days is really not a lot in the grand scheme of life. Um, you know, I know that a lot of people get freaked out by that. Some people really won't be bothered by it, but for someone who loves the habit of having coffee in their morning ritual, that's going to be big for me. That's why I want to do the decaf just so that I can contain that ritual. But you know, um, I don't want, I don't want to, I honestly don't want to wake up in the morning and have green tea. That doesn't turn me on. That doesn't sound good to me. So, um, if you're one of those people that likes it frothy, creamy, that kind of thing, I'm still going to do my coconut milk and things like that, but I am going to do decaf beans. Um, so wish me luck for that. It's going to be great. And if anybody wants to do that with me, I'm going to post an Instagram on this later. And I would love to have some of you guys do it with me on that Tuesday and Wednesday. And then when I say bon voyage on Thursday, which again, not having it on Thursday, because that's when I'm flying. I would love for you guys to do it with me as well. 
And who knows? Maybe when I'm in Europe, I won't have any coffee then either. <laughs> Why? But the reason I want to do that is so when I land, I know I'm going to be fucking tired. I just know it. I'm, I'm not going to sleep that well on planes. I have crazy anxiety. By the way, if anyone has Ambien slash Xanax, just let me know. Um, I'll give you my address later. You can just drop it off, put it under the, underneath the rug. Leave it with TC, my neighbors, leave it with a dog. I'm sure they'll hide it under their tongues, give it to me the next day. It's all good. So either way, not a great flyer, as you can tell by the pace of my voice. And um, I just really would like to enjoy this trip as much as I can. So um, we have a lot of flights. We have like five different flights um, all throughout. We're going to like London, Menorca. And no, I didn't say it wrong. It's Menorca. It's Mahone, not Mallorca. I understand. I'm not ignorant, usually. But um, usually when I land, I get really tired and I want the caffeine to affect me when I get there. So when I do have a shot of beautiful, amazing espresso in Paris, it actually affects me. And, um, what if I get constipated on my trip and coffee doesn't work anymore? And what if I just need that little boost of stimulant to get my, get this shit going literally. So that's one of the things that I'm also going to try and do. So with that, um, while I travel, I'm also going to stay on top of my water game. I'm going to try and not eat on the plane at all. I'm going to do my best to sleep. I don't sleep well when I'm full. So that's what I'm going to try and do currently or on the plane. And then we land in the afternoon, like slash mid morning. So what I'd love to do is get into the room drop our stuff off and then like kind of get settled in. Then before we hit the streets, I really would love to get on the treadmill, even if it's for 10 minutes, go knock it out. And that really is just to get my heart rate up high because I know that just in your um, sympathetic nervous, nervous system, when that's activated, when you are doing high intensity sports or training, your fight or flight mode is on. So you're not in the mood to sleep. Um, and that'll kind of set my circadian rhythm, which is your like internal clock. That'll kind of set my circadian rhythm to the time that I want it to be at. So if I'm working out, um, around the same time there as I would be here, then it'll kind of set it as a normal day for me. And I'm going to try and do that. Obviously it's not perfect. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be perfect every day. Um, like I'm not going to wake up and make sure that I have a bag of kale next to my bed. I want to have fun, do my thing. If it makes sense for me to intermittent fast a little bit, that's great, but I'm going to be getting my cardio in. I'm going to bring some bands, even if I can get 10 or 15 minutes in a day. Um, I'm not going to go to a gym. I'm going to maybe use the hotel gym a little bit. And honestly, I might just start the day. I'm going to see if my boyfriend will do it with me. I'm going to try and see if we'll do like a hundred pushups, a hundred, um, squats, and 100 sit-ups, and maybe if we're feeling bold, 20 burpees in between that. Hey, Brandon, what do you think about that? Oh, sounds good. Perfect. Awesome. Can't wait. He's super fit, too. His body's freakish, so um, in an amazing way. So hopefully he'll be on board with that. I bet he will be. He's on board for everything. He's so cool. God, he's cool. You're cool, Brandon. Obsessed with you. Okay. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about after my jet lag spiel was how, um, I know we've talked about plateauing in your fitness journey. So I know we have said, you know, you do the same kind of workouts, you see all these results, you're working really hard. And then all of a sudden your weight starts to plateau. You're not seeing as much progress. You're, um, fat burning and your weight loss kind of slows down a little bit. And, you know, my famous quote is nothing's going to change if nothing changes. So write that down if it's too hard to remember. But what I mean by that is 
if you continue to be comfortable in your workout plan, in your nutrition, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you do have goals of like changing your body, changing the way you feel, then sometimes you have to mix things up. And so what I've noticed is for the past probably year and a half, I've been super high carb, um, like definitely moderate protein, still good protein, probably like 65, 70 grams per day. Now I'm aiming for like 75, 85 grams per day, which is not monumentally different, but it also just makes me more aware. Um, I noticed that I was more carb heavy and I'm really like, okay with carbs. My body was not big. I'm not overweight, nothing like that. But for my goals, I do like to feel, I like to feel a little bit lighter. So, um, I'm just readjusting my macros slightly. So, um, I can just give you a little bit of an example. Typically on a normal day for lunch, I would do like lentils or black beans over a salad or some quinoa um, or a bunch of grilled vegetables and things like that. And lentils are incredible. They're super high in fiber, so the carbohydrates are not that crazy, but they are still protein, fat, and carbs. So they they do just, you don't need as many. And I'm not great with portion control, so I kind of have to just change it up completely. So what I've been doing is I've actually been doing less beans, less legumes, no nut butters, and less lentils. I'm still doing them, but on a less regular basis. And I'll try and do it in the beginning of the day as opposed to the end. And close. Stop. Stop licking your balls. Talking to the dog, not the mailman. And so what I have been doing is a little bit more high fiber fats like avocados, a little bit of avocado oil. Um, I've been doing more coconut so and more chia seeds. That's big for me right now. And slightly lower carbohydrates. And, and honestly, I'm not tracking my macros. I'm not counting my macros, but I'm just noticing that I'm feeling better. Um, I'm doing a little bit more seafood. Still no like beef, chicken, steak, nothing at all like that. I do not eat pork. Nope. Um, and also on a side note, I had a consultation the other day and, um, someone was talking about how they bought, they were like, oh yeah, I won't eat meat unless it's free range or whatever, whatever. And granted that's definitely better than a vast majority of the options out there. But did you know that free range, the definition of free range actually only means, um, that they, the animals, the chickens, the cows, the pigs, they're only necessary to like live a small portion of their life outside, but they're not even made to live out. They were not, what am I trying to say? They're only required to live a very small portion of their life outside. And the definition of free range for them, it does not mean that they have to be fed free range food. It does not mean that they have to be outside. They aren't monitoring the conditions of the outside. So the outside could literally be a field full of shit and chemicals and things like that. But just because it's not in like the smallest confined space, even though they don't have regulations for how big the confined space is, the definition of free range is the animals only have a really small, basically a small door to get out of. They're not like guided outside. It's like if they figure it out and they can get out there, that's great. But typically when they do get outside, it's not good conditions and they're still be feeding, being fed um, like highly processed grains or foods with pesticides or antibiotics in them. So I don't, I don't trust anything anymore. 
anyways, just wanted to let you guys know that. So I have been doing a little bit more seafood, more nutritional yeast, more hemp seeds, more, um, things like that. So I have been doing like no black bean pasta this week, no rice this week. I'm still getting a ton of carbohydrates from the foods that I eat, such as like zucchini and kale and avocado still has carbohydrates. And we're still doing, um, I'm doing some of these awesome crackers. I just posted about it on my Instagram. They're like 0.4 net carb per cracker. It's awesome. They're higher in fat, higher in fiber. They've got chia seeds, um, almond flour, a little bit of olive oil, and then I just put some nutritional yeast in it for a cheesy flavor, and they taste, they taste like those Parmesan chips. And I have noticed that my body is not as inflamed, and I can tell that by my face, usually, and, and also my body right now. So usually at this time of the month, I'm about three days away from getting my period probably. And normally I'm feeling like I'm retaining a lot of water. I feel puffy. I do not feel as strong. I'm feeling super up and down with my emotions. Not, not too terribly compared to, I know how some people are on their periods, but usually I can definitely tell like everything is swollen, not good. But this week right now, like I don't feel any different at all. I feel wonderful. Like I have like a zit or two and that's how I know it's coming. But I, I feel really good. I feel really strong. My energy is high. I've been sleeping really well. My conference calls have been unreal. So good. So regular. And I'm a reg regular person anyways, but like shit, it is so good. Right lately, I'm going one or two full times a day. Usually I'm just in like a one time a day kind of girl in the morning, but I've been doing afternoons. I'm also really, really focusing on my proper food combining. Right now I'm so thirsty, but I ate probably 20 minutes ago. And so I'm trying to wait like five more minutes before I chug this huge glass of water. It looks so good. Um, but just again, if you want to know more about proper food combining, feel free to let me know. So one thing that I will recommend, like if you are searching for lower carbohydrate options, lower calorie, but you still want to eat in volume, or if you're just trying to mix it up a little bit, um, there are these <laughs> kelp noodles that I have been eating. I actually ordered them on Amazon. They're called Sea Tangle Company. Um, I know they have them on like Thrive Market. They have them on uh, Amazon. They've got them in, I think Whole Foods, maybe Trader, uh, not Trader Joe's, but either way. So they, they're called kelp noodles and they're awesome. <laughs> they have, um, like no protein, no gluten, no wheat, no sugar, no cholesterol. They've got, I think they're just like a gram of fiber, one carb, a teeny tiny bit of sodium. And they're basically just water, um, a little bit of salt water, tiny bit of salt water with a little bit of fiber, and they're awesome. And I'll throw a whole package of those into the pot. I'll boil them for a minute, and then I'll do it with some um, nutritional yeast, some avocado, some shrimp. I won't always do shrimp and avocado because it's not proper food combining, but sometimes you, a girl is just going to do what she wants to do, okay? And um, anyways, the volume of that is unreal. They are so good. So I highly recommend those. Um, it's not, they're not against keto, they're vegan, they're all these things, like anything that you could think of that would deter you from doing it other than maybe the texture because they're a little wormy, but you just rinse them off. They're really great. And I definitely recommend them for someone who's trying to like have more volume in their foods, but minimizing carbs or they're just, you know, trying to find out some new healthy substitutes. Klaus, hey, the ball itching, it's done. You're the best. Leave those balls alone. Okay, thank you wonderful dog, but those balls, so itchy. So, um, one other thing that I wanted to touch on is 
my favorite source of protein lately. And I have said this on previous podcasts, I think probably a year ago, I posted about it on my Instagram. And I know everyone has had these before. They're mung beans. And there is a protein among us, let me tell you. So um, these are really wonderful. They, when they're not sprouted, they just look like little peas with um, like little white holes on them. And some of the benefits are they've got mag, um, or manganese, potassium, magnesium, folate, zinc, essential B vitamins. And the essential B vitamins are big because if you have a vegan diet or if you are low in animal products, you definitely want to make sure you're getting like the B12s and the B6s and things like that. Um, so they have essential B vitamins, which is huge. They're also full of uh, protein-resistant starch and dietary fiber, which is amazing for your gut. Wow, I'm not a doctor, but I sure sound like one. Um, just kidding. Oh, my God. If there are doctors listening, my bad. And I'm totally, I'm just making a joke. So, um, yeah, they're full of protein. And I believe that there's like one per one tea, tablespoon, which is basically just one spoonful, has um, like 40 to 50 calories. It's got eight grams of carbs, two dietary fiber grant, two grams of dietary fiber and three grams of protein. So the fact that there's, well, net carbs, the fact that there's six carbs, one, three grams of protein and a little bit of fiber, that is awesome. Okay. That is really great. So we want to make sure that we are adding in these mung beans. And if you don't know what they look like, you're probably not going to see them looking like this. If you Google mung beans, they're going to show up as these little green beans, but what they look like in the store is if you ever took Phlebas in like sixth or seventh grade, they're like what the cartoon sperms look like. <laughs> so get excited. They look like tadpoles. Like I remember Phlebas. I was like, oh great. That looks like something to look forward to. And I was right. It's really not all it's cracked up to be, right? Just kidding. Um, sorry for all the moms out there. Sorry, dad. Just kidding. So mung beans, they are wonderful. Highly recommend. I just made a new recipe for a client that included mung beans. She was looking to transition to a more plant-based lifestyle. So I was just making some recipes and I gave one to her and it had mung beans in them. It had a little bit of edamame and that shit was packed with fiber, packed with protein, like 35 grams of protein per that one um, that one serving. So hit a sister up if you want to talk about nutrition counseling or if you want some um, guidance on meal plans or recipes, things like that. Again, not a dietitian and not a doctor, but just want to make sure that you guys have some good healthy options and things like that. Let me help you on that path. So that is episode 37. I hope you all have loved it and you love my rants. Hey, Klaus, excuse me. Hello. Number one ball sniffer. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not left a review or liked or shared or subscribed, I know some of you guys haven't subscribed, go do it. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate all the support. You guys are amazing. Um, feel free to check me out on my website, check out the show notes for uh, my website and a link to the kelp noodles that I was talking about and uh, the previous episodes where we also talk about travel. So uh, thanks so much. This is Eliza G Fitness, hotter than health, like subscribe, share and all that good stuff. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Ta-ta!